Well, thank you so much, Andrew. And yes, again, another big round of applause uh, virtually for um, for you and all, and all the uh, all the panelists today. We have about uh, eleven minutes. Uh, no, I've done my math wrong. Six minutes for some questions, um, and we have um, we've had some uh, for Jenny um, from before. Uh, so we'll start with uh, Jenny. So I have a question here from Nikki uh, Garland to say. Um, in relation to the examples of farmers who were fearful of bringing bad luck in connection to their land, was it just related to fairy trees or ring forts, or were there other aspects of the landscape that they thought might bring bad luck? Um, well, people were speaking to me mostly about fairies because that that's uh, that's what I, I'm researching. But I have had people um, contact me uh, about uh, well, they thought. They thought they had been cursed with a pishog as a like a physical a physical object, um, and also somebody who uh, mentioned to me it wasn't really connect directly connected to my my field research, but somebody who contacted me, and um, they thought somebody had uh, cursed cursed them, um, in in uh, with maybe with the evil eye, uh, even though they didn't use the word, but it was kind of that kind of thing about pig, piglets dying. Uh, so uh, there are other, other many other things connected with, um, with bad luck, uh, but um, in the legends as well, they're, they're, you know, historical legends more about uh, uh, witchcraft. Um, uh, so it's, I, I, I also research contemporary paganism. So um, the, there is, I, I, uh, I'm, you know, I have a, a specific project looking at fairy, the traditional fairy um, material. So um, it might also be because that's my my focus that people haven't talked about other things. Brilliant. And then we have a follow-on question actually from Andrew um, Andrew Seven, who just spoke, um, and he's asked, "Have you encountered fairy law or belief amongst Protestants in the Republic? Is it cross-cultural, cross-religious?" Uh, I haven't done enough field research yet to uh, be able to comment on that. So the, the people I've, I've interviewed so far for the, um, the documentary, which isn't out yet. Um, and it's, it's been like, I did the field work in Ireland for the documentary. And other than that, it's been people who've contacted me um, to talk about their experiences. So I haven't, I haven't really done anything um, where I could comment on the demographics, but the people so far uh, have been Catholic or uh, not religious. So, and that's something I, I might be able to say more about in, in the future. And um, we have a question here for um, Diane from Sabhanka Bhattacharya. Um, the question is, how typical was it for the early modern witch of either sex to claim to have had sexual relationships with historical or mythical characters and fathered or parented children with them? Really interesting question. Um, really broadly, it's much more common in Scotland than it is in England. Um, when the English have a witch's Sabbath, they tend to want to eat a lot. Um, so they tend to have witch's Sabbaths featuring cake and food of various kinds. The Scots, whether or not they have an actual Sabbath, they, there's often a personal relationship. Um, but 
I would distinguish quite carefully between the routine answer to a routine question. Did you have sex with Satan? Yes, I definitely did have sex with Satan versus a long narrative about a much more carefully delineated figure. Where you get the latter, they're very often the dead relatives that I spoke about. Um, so Elspeth Reich, for example, is... Um, you can almost say sexually abused by her dead cousin, who also inaugurates her into the realm of Elfim. Um, so the sexuality forms part of some kind of magical initiation, almost. Um, it, I'd suggest that um, this is the only part of witchcraft that popular culture is happy with. It's the only part they're interested in. It's the part that always features in films, even the Wicker Man, God save us. Um, and, and so it's almost the part I want to talk about least. Great, thank you, Diane. Um, we have two questions now for Andrew. So the first is from Timothy Taylor, who says, is the fact that five of the witches were called Janet significant given the association of the name as, as, uh, as Timothy understands it with fairies? The second question, is from Melissa um, and it says, do you find that the local community is eager to participate and shape the formal commemoration? Uh, well, the first question, um, I've been asked this a lot actually. Um, and, uh, and the answer, I, I could only, you know, um, look towards where the people came from, you know, and the part of Ayrshire that they came from in Scotland, I would suggest that that was a very popular name. You know, and, and people, when they talk to me at, you know, talks and events would say, you know, did Mary Dunbar fall out with somebody called Janet? You know, um, you know was there so, you know, and, and I think that's played out in Olga Fielding's play, you know, about the kind of love triangle, a spurned lover that Mary Dunbar is portrayed as, you know. So I don't know. That's a very, it's a good question. I, I didn't think about that you know, whether it was an association with fairies, um, I haven't come across it, but I'll think about it, you know. Um, but I just assumed it was where they were from in Scotland. And, an answer to the second part, um, yeah, but um, it's when I gave the, you know, when I went to art talks and I gave public lectures, they would come up to me at, um, afterwards. And in fact, somebody, you know, said that they were so annoyed that they built this big, Centre in the Gobbins in Isle McGee, but there's nothing on Isle McGee witches, and they live right next to it, and they might put one up themselves, you know, in their garden, you know. So, I think almost the media misrepresented it as if it was a, a groundswell of, you know, um, people not wanting to commemorate the witches or put a plaque up, you know. I think it was a lone um, couple of people, you know, um, and I and I don't think there's much. Um, of that anymore, but they might be, you know. I hope that yeah. answers your question. So um, we're, we're now out of time for today's session, but um, I think there's going to be so much more discussion on uh, on Monday um, when we start again at 9.30, and hopefully you all have the link. Um, Diane, is it the same link? Uh, no, it's a different no, link. It's a different Everyone link, which you would have received two separate Zoom invitations. If anyone hasn't, or feels that their Zoom link hasn't arrived in a form where they can use it, don't hesitate to email me and I'll resupply it. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks, Diane. Well, um, I guess it just uh, is 
down to me to say thank you to all of our speakers today. Um, it's been an absolutely fascinating afternoon and brilliant questions as well in the chat. And uh, we will save these questions now uh, before we close down the Zoom so that we can, um, we can keep a note of them. And please do bring more questions with you on Monday. And uh, yeah, thank, please join me in thanking all of the speakers. So thank you all very much. A virtual round of applause from all of us. Yeah, thank you all very much. Absolutely brilliant. I've loved every paper. Thank you.